Good morning, this is Trained by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and we are going to explore what God had to say about marriage in Mark 10. Jesus was actually in the middle of a test of the Pharisees. Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? And he had an interesting answer for them. That applies to, obviously, us today. Thank you, Jesus, for pointing us back to the original design. Thank you, Jesus, for reestablishing the importance and the imminence of covenant. And thank you for your mercies that cover over our trespasses and sins, but don't allow us to escape the truth either but mold us and make us and create in us the ability to change and be transformed by your word thank you lord jesus for your goodness thank you father god for your design and your and the fact that you are preeminent and that your love rules Ultimately, in Jesus' name, amen. So in Mark 10, we find that Jesus answers the Pharisees' test with what did Moses command you? And Moses' command was actually interpreted two different ways at that time. But they answered with a prevalent answer. Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and to send her away, verse 4. Jesus kind of dismisses that interpretation because it is exactly that an interpretation. But we have to remember that during Jesus' time here on earth, everything had become an interpretation. They didn't go back to the original law and make sure that all of their interpretations matched the original. And Jesus points this out in very stark contrast here. He goes back to Genesis in verse 7, and this is quoted from Genesis 2, right after the second account, actually, of the creation of man and woman. This goes back to Genesis 2.24, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. The Pharisees knew of Genesis 2, obviously. The Genesis 1 actually is read in every, in every um, meeting, formal meeting, of the Jews to this day. And so Genesis 2, although it may not be quoted in every one of those, was not far behind that and is the basis of marriage. And so Jesus quotes this and then he explains it. So... 
they are no longer two, but one flesh. And then he goes on in verse 9 to say, What therefore God has joined together. So many times we think of marriage as a ceremony. So many times we think of marriage as a an event rather than a covenant. And when you broke a covenant, you understood because a covenant was cut with blood in that day in some manner. There was some sacrifice. Usually people walking between the two sides of the sacrifice. There was some there was there was some blood shed over this covenant that could not be walked back. Once the blood is shed, there's no walking it back. And Jesus is saying, this is a covenant. This is a covenant. You don't walk that back. And if you do, there are consequences for it. And it results in death. So he tells them what therefore God has joined together let not man separate. Um, and he tells them that Moses commanded that because of the hardness of the heart, not out of referring back to the creation of God earlier. And this makes enough of a statement and enough of a stark contrast to the feelings of the day that his disciples ask him about this later and he said to them and to me these are just the logical consequences of divorce whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her Jesus is just saying that the relationship and the prosperity of the marriage together is going to go somewhere else. It's going to be divided, which leaves not enough for either situation, actually. Um, and verse 12, And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits an adultery. So Jesus covered that from both sides. It's like, you need to understand that when man breaks God's design, it doesn't work. Things don't go the way they need to go. And the relationship w with each other is broken, but the relationship with God is broken as well. And because we can't see God, sometimes it's really easy to dismiss him and think about what we physically see rather than the consequences or that what we see in the what we don't see may be more important than our physical experience at the moment god 
constantly calls us to an eternal perspective. Because we make very stupid choices in the moment sometimes without that long-term view. So God intended this to be a beautiful relationship with honor and respect and love and a respect and a love for him as the blessing giver and the love giver and the matchmaker and the one to whom can resolve difficulty. And so many times we don't really go to God in those moments together and say, you know what, God is bigger than any of our difficulties. So, God, thank you for your original design. We know that when it is lived out in your way, it is the best. Anything else is less. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for bringing that back to the forefront and for making it very clear what the repercussions are, not only for the man and the wife, but for the generations afterwards that things are divided and it just it gets ugly and you are the Prince of Peace. And peace is between man only possible when we have peace with you. And we only have peace with you when we are honest with your spirit and allow you to cleanse our hearts and make them pure. Create in us pure hearts and renew a right spirit within us, O Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. And Lord, help us to see, even through the hard times of not being able to see in the moment how something is going to work out. Thank you for being there and being solid through all of it and calling us higher than ourselves to you and having a solution that is better than any any one person's solution and even the group. Lord, help us to kneel before you and wait for your solution and to walk in your way when you have given us sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.